Hey guys, really quick, before I start watching this episode, I want you to go watch this movie in the link in the description. It's an amazing short film made by MIP Entertainment. I really, really want you to check it. It's only like, it's not too long, and it was a really good movie. I practically pretty much enjoyed it. So I really want you to go in the link in the description. Make sure you check it out. Enjoy. And yeah, I'm going to let y'all enjoy the podcast now. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Big Body Live, the most high podcast of all time. Today, I got Kevin McKee. Did I say that last name right? Yep, yep, that's right. Awesome, there you go. I said it right, there you go. So check out Kevin McKee. He is actually, Kevin, how about you explain who you are, what you do, and tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, uh, I'm actually a two-time Paralympic gold medalist. Uh, I play on the USA sled hockey team. Um, in international play, they call it para-ice hockey. But uh, yeah, I've been on the U.S. team now for uh, 12 seasons. Awesome. The U.S. team for sled hockey, right? Yep, sled hockey, yep. What got you into it? What got you started? How did you deep dive into it? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, um, I got into it when I was about 10 years old. Um, My sister was a figure skater here locally in uh, Davenport, Iowa. Um, And my mom saw a flyer of this local program, sled hockey team, starting up for disabled athletes. Um, and I kind of just went out to the, the learn to skate and tried it out and fell in love with it right away. Um, it was a sport that for me being a wheelchair user, getting out of my chair, um, oh. made me, give me a sense of like freedom. Um, it was just something different to get out and get in this sled. And, um, what drew me in right away was definitely the speed of the sport, the challenge of it. Um, and then, uh, how physical it was. Definitely. Yeah, I actually had another sled hockey player. His name is Ralph. Do you know him? Ralph did. I don't want to say his last name exactly. Dickelback? Yeah, I had him on the show early, uh, like a couple months ago, and I saw him. I was like, yo, he seems like – I saw that you were like a two-time gold melt and stuff, so like, yeah, we should get him on too. Yeah, yeah, Ralph's my teammate, yeah. So uh, he was actually uh, my roommate this last trip for um, the World Championships. Ralph's oh, a good awesome. dude. That's definitely awesome. Yeah, so – with sled hockey, right, was it a specific injury that made you, you know, go and do that sport? Or was it just like, you know what I mean? Or was it like you were born? Like, how did it happen? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was born with the birth defects. So uh, mainly because my mom was diabetic, I, I guess I, they say it gave a high chance to have uh, this birth defect. But um, it, it's a disability called causal rule regression syndrome. So basically I'm just missing the lower part of my spine and then my legs are kind of, my knees are fused to where I can't bend. So I can't walk. And um, yeah, so I have to use a wheelchair. And um, like I said, I mean, uh, sled hockey was a sport that I found at 10 years old that uh, I could get out of that chair and um, just have that freedom. Well, man, that's actually pretty awesome. You know, that you found like a way, you know, you found a way to like, not take advantage but like do what you can with the like with what you got you know what I mean where did where did that attitude come from you know was it like every time because I know I have a couple of friends that you know don't have uh that don't have like legs or something you know what I mean and they like find a way like something they said like they said it started off like you know not being like the happiest like yo why this happened to me why this happened to me then they eventually transform into a person that's like yo like this is fine god gave it to me I'm gonna take advantage of what was it like ever any of that or yeah, kind of, I guess a little bit. Um, I guess with me, unlike like Ralph, who 
who walked prior and had kind of a normal life prior to getting uh, injured in the war. Um, I didn't really know a whole lot different. So my whole life, I've always had to figure things out and adapt and, and figure out how to do it. Right. So when I was a kid, um, when I was really young, you know, all my friends in the neighborhood, they're obviously playing football, soccer, baseball, that kind of stuff. So I had to figure out ways how I could still play. So like, for instance, like football, that's a sport that I'll, you can't play because it's in the grass. So it's tough for me to get around. So I would be all time quarterback and just do that and throw the ball oh, uh, for both teams and do that kind of stuff. And I mean, I guess it just comes with um, not wanting to be, you know, sitting on the sidelines type of thing. Um, I just figured out a way and I give my dad and my mom a lot of credit too, because they didn't, you know, baby me or anything like that. When I was younger, they kind of pushed me to and My dad was, you know, kind of a little bit of an engineer trying to figure out different ways, how I could make stuff work. Um, so I think that that, you know, with that mentality when I was young and with my parents, I just try to keep that going now. Definitely, man. No, that's really inspiring. Man. Where Where are you from exactly? Uh, I currently live in Davenport, Iowa. So I was born and raised here. Uh-huh. Um, and then actually because of the U.S. team and just um, – the program here is more of a recreational program. Uh-huh. Um, when I was 18 years old, I moved to uh, Chicago to train there. And I lived there for 10 years. Oh, wow. And I actually met uh, my now fi- fiance. We're actually get married here in two weeks. But, awesome, um, man. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, I met her up there, too. Uh, we play on the same club team up there. Her name is Erica Mitchell. She's uh, – actually captain of the women's USA team. Uh, she plays on hockey too. So, um, yeah, just uh, moved up there. And then after this last 2018 Paralympic Games, um, I kind of had a business opportunity back home um, working with my dad on in real estate. So I took advantage of that and came, moved back. Nice. So where you were from, like, you, know, you said you were from where? Davenport, sorry? Davenport. What Iowa. state is that in? Iowa. Oh, awesome. So Iowa's up north, right? Uh, where are you at? I'm in Texas, <laughs> so everything's up north. Oh, north. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we'd be like northwest. It's pretty much in the middle of the United States. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, because I was wondering, you know, I was going to ask, like, what got you into sled hockey? Just because there's a lot of, um, especially there's a lot more wheelchair sports, you know what I mean? And it's like basketball, right. there's dodgeball. What got you specifically sled hockey? You know what I mean? That's what I was asking where you're from. Because like, if you're up north, like everyone's going to play like, you know, hockey and stuff. So I can <laughs> see where that was coming in. But what exactly got you specifically into sled hockey and not, you know, any other wheelchair sport? Yeah, I mean, um, I played wheelchair basketball too. And I've done a lot of different wheelchair sports. I still do. Um, I think that's really good for uh, athletes just to do different sports. But uh, sled hockey, like I said, was just that uh, sport that I drew to right away because of the speed. And especially like in basketball and um, let's see, like wheelchair lacrosse, like you don't hit as much. Um, And the fact that you could actually hit someone in in sled hockey and um, (laughs) that was just cool to me. I mean, at that age, I mean, that drew me in. I mean, because you, you get to see the big hits the NHL guys do and stuff like that. And I was like, man, I, you know, you feel like a real hockey player. You know, cool, it's, it's cool. What is your best advice for athletes in general? 
Yeah, um, I think don't give up. Um, I've had a lot of challenges um, in sled hockey. Being on this team, I've been through a lot. I mean, I've had to sit games. I've had to, um, you know, in like some of the biggest games of my life, I've, I've not been able to play. And I've, you know, kind of been the lower guy on the bench before. I've been the top guy before. You know, I've, I've been all around. But I would definitely tell any athlete, don't give up and definitely – only control the controllable things that you can right so I can't control that my coach doesn't play me but when he does when I do get that opportunity to play I can control my attitude and my effort and what I do out there so that's what I would my advice to athletes is uh I mean I'm still still learning that now um even being on the team this long so um just don't give up and just control the controllable things you can Definitely, man. Uh, when is yours you can start taking sled hockey, like, serious? You know what I mean? Because there's always these sports people play as, like, maybe middle schoolers, maybe even high school, very few college, and even fewer pro. You know what I mean? Especially, like, like how far you've taken it. When is yours, oh, I could take this, like, pretty far? Um, I think it was when I was, like, about 16, 17 years old. So, um, like I said, the program here was more recreational. Um, we played a couple teams, like St. Louis and – Chicago. Um, so at 17, the St. Louis team actually asked me to go to a couple tournaments with them. I started going to those. I actually saw the sport, how, how big it was getting. And I was like, man, this is, you know, something I want to do. I met some Paralympic guys. I saw that level. I was like, oh, I want to be on that team. Um, and actually, after I played with them for a year, um, I got invited to a USA sled hockey camp in the summer. And it's uh, a camp where Younger athletes go and newer players to the sport. Um, you got to be invited to it. Um, and I got invited to it. So I went to that and I got to meet more Paralympians. I got to meet the coaches, the whole, you know, the whole thing. And I was like, wow, this is just something I really I want to be a part of. And, um, you know, I learned a lot. I didn't know a whole lot about the game, really. I mean, at that age, I was just fast and could shoot pretty decent. And the sport was still you know, a little lower end than it is now. Of course, it's grown big time. But so that gave me a shot and it said I was good enough to be on the team. So then I went on that team, played on the junior team for about three years. And that's actually where I met my fiance because she was on the team too. It's co-ed at that time. Um, and then I was just like, man, I'm starting to get better. I'm starting to learn the, the sport a lot more than the game. And I was like, man, I got to, you know, I really want to be on that USA team. So um, you know, after I went to college for wheelchair basketball for one year, right uh -huh. after high school. And, oh, wow. So you played that. Um, yeah. So I played, um, wheelchair basketball from like age 13 to, I mean, I still play now, but it's not near as, this is club level, but, um, I was not near good enough to ever make USA team, but I played it at the university of Illinois. And at that time, um, they had a lot of, which are now Paralympians on that team. And the coach told me straight up when I went there, he was like, Hey, I'm, I'm not going to be able to play you. Um, I think you should red shirt practice. Um, you know, just get, get, try to get better. And he's like, I'll, I'll have you playing it, you know, on the practice team and you'll play against yeah. these guys. And I was like, all right, cool. So I did that for a year. And then I was driving up to Chicago twice a week. Um, it was like two hours away. Um, and then I was just really getting better at sled hockey and, you know, I, I went to the trial for the USA team, the men's team um, that summer, and then I made it, and I was like, all right, 
like if I'm really going to get real better and I want to actually stay on this team and go to the Paralympics at 14, like maybe I just need to go move to Chicago full time. Uh-huh. And, you know, the program they had up there was just way better than I've ever been a part of. I mean, they go to tournaments, they get a lot more ice time, you know, and it just, I mean, obviously my fiance was there too. So it just, but dad was pissed. I left college and went there, but um, I mean, it worked out. So that's probably about, 2010 11 yeah i think that was the year i made it so um that's when i started taking it serious and got a you know a personal uh-huh. trainer and and tried finding ice time outside of the practices my team had so probably about then man that's pretty awesome man i got a quick question about this i was i was i literally this just came up in my mind for for paralympic mm-hmm. olympics do you have to be like a disabled or can like people who just do the sport do it as long as they don't use their legs or is it just you know, how does that work? No, no. So yeah, at the Paralympic level, um, you have to be disabled. So like we have a club, a club team. So my team's uh, Chicago Blackhawks, we're sponsored by the Blackhawks team. And so you can have able body athletes like um, play that, but they, um, you can only have like a certain number on your team. I think it's like three. And to be honest, they're not really an advantage being able body. You're almost at a disadvantage because you have legs and they're in the way. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. you know, they can't go to Paralympics, of course. But, um, yeah, I mean, we have them at the club level. So the team I was on in Chicago for about, I don't know, five years, we had a guy that his brother was a single leg amputee. So he wanted to play with his brother and he wasn't bad. So we had him on the team. I got you, man during COVID, right, you know, it was really hard for a lot of people to train. Some people didn't even train, like Chris Middleton and stuff. How was it for you? Did you train? Did you put enough time? Did Like, did you train a lot? Did you not train at all? How was it for you? How did you train? You know, getting access to um, a hockey. It's called a hockey rink, right? Like a hockey rink. You know, yeah, how yeah. was it for you? How did it go? Yeah, um, COVID for me, I guess, it's kind of nice a little bit having that break. I mean, it was right after we were, uh, right after we just played in Canada in a little three-game series. Um, I took a little bit of a break beating. I mean, obviously everything got shut down. Um, here in the state of Iowa, it wasn't too bad. Um, I was probably wasn't able to skate for about a month or so, three weeks to a month, and then the rink opened up. Had a bunch of rules, but it opened back up. And actually, my gym that I work out at, it's a CrossFit gym. Um, he was really cool and let us like rent his equipment um, to take home during COVID. And he would like send uh, like post workouts on his Facebook page and, you know, you could do it at home. Um, So me and my fiance tried to keep doing that pretty much every day. I mean, it wasn't near as intense or as heavy as it was prior at the gym because we don't have all the weights and equipment, but um, tried to do that as much as I could. Um, When it got warmer, you know, I'd, I have a pretty decent size hill on my property and I'd push my chair up and down that, you know? Um, so yeah, I mean, I tried to stay as active as I could, but at the same time, I also wanted a little bit of a break. So it was kind of nice. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's and then I think that my bad, keep going. <laughs> that definitely made me. Yeah. Yeah. I think that definitely, you know, with COVID after once stuff started opening up, I mean, I got hungry again, so that was good too. You know, <laughs> I had that itch to get back on the ice. So I got you. <laughs> How was it winning the gold medal? Because you won one in 2014 and 2018, I believe so. Yep. 
How yeah. was that feeling, bro? Yes. Like, I only saw very few people get experienced that. I don't think I'm going to experience it, but maybe I can hear it from you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I've, I've been fortunate enough now. I have uh, this last one, I have four world championship gold medal um gold medals and then i have two paralympic and you know 2014 was a little different for me like i told you um before like i got sad a couple games and you know for our team it's tough because we have 17 guys on the on the roster but only 15 can play each time so you know coach has to pick two guys to sit um and in 2014 um i got sat three out of the five games so it was a pretty tough year granted it was my first paralympics but it was still tough. Um, and actually the, the gold medal game, I got chose, uh, they chose me to sit. So I was in the stands when my team was, you know, playing and winning a gold medal. And at the time when it first happened, you know, when coach told me that I was sitting or whatever, you know, I was pissed off, of course, I was sad. And all these emotions going through my head. I was talking about texting my fiance. Um, you know, I was sitting there watching. I was just fuming, you know, like, what the fuck? Like, I worked my ass yeah. off to be here. <laughs> You know, it's tough, but then at the same time, I had to remind myself, you know, I'm still one of the 17 best players in the world. I'm forced to be on this team. Uh-huh. You know, I've worked, you know, really hard to be here. You know, it takes everyone to be on. It's a team sport. So, I mean, and then after we won, I mean, I still got to go on the ice after. Um, I do remember, like, I got on the bench and, like, with the last, like, two minutes left in the game, and I was getting ready to go out on the ice, you know, once I opened the door. And I hit one of my teammates, and, like just drilled him into the wall. But I was so excited to go jump on our goalie because that's kind of what they do at <laughs> hockey. Everyone goes and jumps on your goalie. And, you know, I felt bad. He's like, no, no, just go, man. Like he's he was on the team prior to that one. So he's like, go, man, go, go, you know. <laughs> and it was great, great feeling, um, obviously winning. You know, all the decisions I made leaving uh, school and going to Chicago, it obviously it all paid off. So that one was great, right? Um, but still in the back of my mind, it's like, Eh, you know, like I wasn't out there. It's still a little bit, you know, tough. So, um, yeah, between like 2014 and 18, you know, I changed my mentality, changed the way I played, tried to, you know, do some extra things, little things that, um, you know, I was my weak points and started really training hard. And then uh, 2018 comes around and me, this other uh, Brody Reitbull and this guy, Josh Pashevitz, you know, they put us together and, we all played in Chicago together. So we had good chemistry and we became like our top, top line and we gelled really well. So, you know, I played all five games and then, um, I don't know if you saw 2018, but, um, that game was nuts. It's the craziest game I've ever been a part of. Um, we were down one, nothing, most of the game. Um, there's about a minute, minute 20 left in the game. The coach goes, Hey, Kevin, I'm going to pull the goalie. You're going. I was like, all right. So I'm, you know, jacked up. I'm like, fuck yeah, I got to come out here. We got to get a goal to tie this game. Sure. And there was about uh, 37 seconds. Or, well, let's see. I guess it's about a minute left. I get out there. Uh, there's this Canadian coming down with the puck. I went to, I was going to go hit him. And my teammate says, I got him. I got him. So I kind of backed off. He didn't hit him. And then he goes, no, no. Like he's yelling, like, no, no, no. I'm like, oh, man. Like, fuck, I can't hit this guy. Like, he already went past me. I see an empty net. I'm like, oh, we're going to lose. Like, he's about to put this in. We just lost a gold medal. And the kid shot it, and he hit the post. And it went to the corner. And then um, my other teammate gets it. 
flicks it up. Another kid, uh, a guy on our team, you know, makes a move at the blue line, enters the zone. He does a little cutback um, and passes it. And, like, literally, I'm watching the whole play. I'm, like, a little bit behind. I'm watching all develop in front of me. And I'm like, hey, I got to get ready to get this puck. And he passes it to me. And it literally, man, I, I just remember it spot on. It, like, hit my stick. And it was such a hard pass. It started to roll off. And I was like, no. And all of a sudden, like, my other teammate comes on my right side and just grabs it, snags it, and shoots it top corner and ties the game. And I've never been so excited in my life. Um, went and hugged him and everything. Like, we're all going nuts. You know, we go into the um, – going to the locker room for overtime and you know we're all you know we got so jacked up we're just ready to go we're like we got this you know we're been fighting back and then Declan who scored the one to tie made a nice move in overtime and scored again and we won and wow. we did the same thing you know you go jump on your goalie and I think for 2018 that one felt a little bit better because I played and I was a part of it um, and it just gave me a sense of kind of like pride that hey like you you deserve it. You you did what you had to to get to this point, and that one was a little more special for me. That's crazy, man. You gotta write a book about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm starting to think about the stuff I've been through on this team. So, <laughs> but yeah. L last question. So I I think you won silver one time, right? In 2017, I believe so. Yeah, it's, it's 2013, 17. We won silver. 2017. Would you say – I don't know if you've won bronze, right? But would you say – because I've heard this before. I don't know how true it is. Is winning second place worse than winning third place? Some people do say that. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably for sure. I mean, I haven't – fortunately, I haven't been in a bronze medal game. And, like, uh, I was in one when the first year we were on a team. It was, it was a mess. Um, but – I mean, yeah, it's it's probably better. I mean, that's just so long ago. I was so young. And, I mean, yeah, it's cool to win a game, right? Because, you, like you said, you lose to get second. So, yeah, I mean, when we lost in 13 and 17, I mean, those were – 17 was real tough because we got beat. We just got, like, beat bad. It wasn't uh -huh. even close. It wasn't like, oh, we lost by one. I think we lost Who was by it? Who two or three again? goals. It was Canada again. Oh, <laughs> We were just – I think that it, it was good for our team, though, because I tell people that all the time because it was an eye-opener. I think we were way too confident going into that tournament. Um, we had some guys that were not training as hard back home, out of shape, and it, it showed. So it really kicked us kind of in the ass, and we got back to it um, after that and then won an 18. So. I got you, man. I understand. Well, Kev, I think we went over just about every day. Is there anything you want to say, man? No, I mean, uh, I appreciate you getting a hold of me. I mean, um, I definitely think that, you know, these podcasts I've done a couple now. Um, I think it's great that you guys are reaching out to Paralympians. I definitely think that, um, you know, it's just going to help the, the Paralympic movement and the sport keep growing. And, um, yeah, thank you. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate you coming on. Anyways, guys, that's it for the podcast. I'll see you guys in the next one. And peace.